1: You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: You are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to all of our listeners, new listeners and returning listeners. We appreciate all of you. Please click that subscribe button, rate and review the show. All the five-star reviews will eventually get on the air. We will read them out loud here at the Lockdown Watch football team podcast. We do appreciate all of you either way. When Chris and I are not here together hosting this show, you can find Chris over the team, nine eighty three to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday with his co-host there, Pete Methurst, and on the Odyssey app. And covering the Washington football team in writing on SI.com. Find me over the Locked On Bucks Podcast. And covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation over at BucksNation.com on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at dharrison82. And find the show at LockedWFT Pod. Another jam-packed episode. And we're going to start off this show with some commentary about the Washington football team quarterback situation, courtesy of Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor.
1: Your need can't be quarterback. Like you can't start right. with need is quarterback and you're picking 19th in the draft and you're no. not being aggressive in the offseason. That I mean, this is, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, well, I know. It's, we both agree. <laughs> like, Washington
0: is completely confounding to me.
1: It doesn't make any sense. Have, you won the division last year, albeit in a terrible division. It's but still division, not a great division. It's not, but it's going to be better than it was last year. The Giants have made a lot of moves. Yeah. Philadelphia is going all in on Jalen Hurts. Zach Prescott is back. It's not going to be the same division it was last year. I don't get it. Maybe they're just waiting until they get closer to the draft. Maybe they're waiting on Sam Darnold for the Jets to finally give in and, you yeah. know, take a third round pick for him. But I, I just I don't I don't get how you start with needs quarterback. And you're like chilling. It just, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the answer. He's not an everyday starting quarterback. That's He's right. a great guy. We all love him. He went to Harvard. If you don't know that top three backup in the league, arguably top three or yes. four.
0: All right. So, so now you hear that and David, I, I you know, I've been talking about this uh, in my, in my own head, but I, I, I'm excited to hear your reaction to that. Cause I think there's a lot to unpack there about uh, what Ryan Fitzpatrick is, what the Washington football did or didn't uh, team did or didn't do. And then also how you, um, you know, how we kind of view the whole Sam Darnold potential situation. I'm just going to unleash the hounds and say, go for it.
2: I don't, I never want to comment on other people's intelligence and how they see things. We all see things from our foxhole. we all see them through our lens and all that kind of stuff. Right. But for me, when I look at the Washington football team, this quarterback situation, this looks like a team that has one stated their mission. They've stated their intent. Ron Rivera has already said this off season uh, that their, their intention was to build the team in an intelligent way. They're not trying to rush to a product because, and these are his words, not a quote, but this is what, I'm paraphrasing what Coach Rivera said, that's how you end up in a situation where you're redoing your entire team every single year, and that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to build this thing from the inside out, do it the right way. And when you look at the quarterback market and you look at this team trying to say they either are or aren't going after a quarterback, first things first, you have to look at who the quarterbacks available are. And was there a better quarterback on the open market than Ryan Fitzpatrick? When you look around the landscape, there really weren't a lot of better options than a Ryan Fitzpatrick. They brought back Taylor Heineke, who had one really good game under his belt, if truth be told. He showed some skill, he flashed some talent, and and I'm really excited to see what he might be able to do uh, with some some legitimate coaching and some opportunities and all that stuff, just as much as everybody else. But you can't hang your hat on a Taylor Heineke. Now you look at the the quarterbacks in the NFL draft, they're drafting 19th. You're going to sell the future of your franchise if you want to move up to take any of these quarterbacks and if, if recent history tells you anything, go back through the history of first-round quarterbacks. There are no guarantees in the National Football League. Trevor Lawrence is not guaranteed to become a franchise quarterback. So even if the Washington football team had the collateral and had the will to move up to go get a Trevor Lawrence, that's not a guarantee either. The best path to success for a team that already that doesn't already have a path to success in it is to build an infrastructure that you can then insert the right quarterback in when the time is right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best option for this team right now. Now, if the NFL draft comes around and I don't know, Justin Fields slips to pick 19 somehow, uh, then maybe they reconsider. Maybe they look at taking Justin Fields at pick 19. For right now, it looks like their best option is to wait till day two, maybe day three, maybe a Kyle Trask, maybe a Davis Mills out of Stanford, maybe a Jamie Newman. Who, whatever you have out there, if you have guys that have some intangibles, some raw athletic tools. I don't really think Mac Jones fits what Ron Rivera is looking for in a quarterback, to be honest with you. So even if Mac Jones is there at 19, I don't know that the team takes that pick on him. But to say that the Washington football team has done nothing to address their quarterback situation, you're just not paying attention. Nobody thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starting quarterback for this team five years from now, three years from now, even maybe next year. That's not the point. The point is to put a serviceable team that can compete and possibly win games in 2021 while you're building the other parts of your roster you look at the signings that they've done already you look at the draft capital they have moving into the draft they have very few holes left to pick and they've got picks that are in good position to take players at those positions from where i'm standing watch football team is doing this thing right by not rushing even if it doesn't make colin cowherd and joy taylor excited
0: yeah and 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 i would say and i would say this i mean it's very likely that colin cowherd and joy taylor had no idea uh, about the Matthew Stafford pursuit um, and 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 here's the other thing that annoys me is that you know when, when you're talking about Sam Darnold here right if that was even still a possibility and I don't think it is at this point although I don't rule anything out I've just learned to be better at that there's no guarantee that Sam Darnold waltzes in here and is automatically the starter and the reason why they would think that he would be is because they look at Ryan Fitzpatrick as a career backup which is wrong He's started uh, I think 100 and some odd games in his NFL career and on top of that because Sam Darnold was a number three overall pick let me tell you something I don't think Sam Darnold is so bad but I don't think he's so good and I don't think it was just about Adam Gase I think a lot of it had to do with you know Sam Darnold maybe was overdrafted and a team did exactly what they're trying to get the Washington football team to do and I don't buy that there's too many failures from teams that act desperate and buy into the whole notion that you have to do what you have to do and, and whatever it costs. And, you know, we don't, we both don't believe in that philosophy.
2: Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say about Sam or uh, Sam Darnold before we get into our break um, you talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I understand with Fitz Magic comes Fitz Tragic, but as recent as this last season, Ryan Fitzpatrick's interception touchdown ratios per per, per pass attempt were better than Sam Darnold's. Sam Darnold's best QBR in his career so far, it wouldn't doesn't even rank top four, top five. Uh, I want to say every season, except for maybe three, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a better QBR, in his season than Sam Darnold has. And I know Sam, that Ryan Fitzpatrick's had a lot more opportunities to put his career together, but we can't sit here and say that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played on some Super Bowl contenders. So neither of these quarterbacks are coming from a history of really strong rosters around them. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers from a completion standpoint, a touchdown, a touchdown ratio standpoint and an interception standpoint, even though he's got the nickname Fitz tragic, his interception perception is, interception percentage is better than what Sam Darnold has put together in three years. And you're right. It's not just on the coach, the scheme or the team, because Ryan Fitzpatrick has played on some really bad teams as well.
0: Coming up next on the lockdown, Washington football team podcast, we'll have some more quarterback draft conversation as well. A somewhat significant development on the Dan Snyder ownership situation. That's next on LOWFT with David Harrison and me, Chris Russell. Guys, Whether you have an old car, a new car, whether you have a foreign model or a domestic, whether it's a sports car or just a car to get you back and forth to work, if you ever need anything for your vehicle or if you have a truck, there's only one place for you to go, and that's rockauto.com. That's right, minor or major, vanity or again a part that actually you know like makes the car run and lets you get from point A to point B whatever you need rockauto.com is going to have it and they're going to give you the best prices why because they don't have all that big overhead they don't have to pay for the big auto parts superstore prices, um, because again, they've got to keep that building running, electricity, employees, all that stuff. Nope, rockauto.com is your one-stop shop. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now, shop for all the parts for your uh, car or your truck and from hundreds of manufacturers. And when you go to rockauto.com to see all those parts, right locked in locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at
2: RockAuto.com. We've been telling you about built bar for a while here at the locked on Washington football team podcast. They are the best p- tasting protein bar on the market. They're amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. All of them are covered 100% in chocolate. And now it's time to find out which built bar is the best built bar. We're getting to the culmination of built bar madness, And today, you have the opportunity to go vote for the championship. Cookie Dough Chunk has already booked its ticket to the big game. However, currently still going on. As we record, Mint Brownie is still going head-to-head against Coconut Brownie Chunk, so we don't quite know who is going to meet Cookie Dough Chunk in the championship. Could it be the OG Mint Brownie, or is it going to be a Chunk on Chunk? Match up, head to builtbar.com today to find out. Cash your vote or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, while you're at builtbar.com, use the promo code Lock15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code Lock15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see which built bar became the best protein bar of them all. Get more of the sports news you need and less time. The Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever. You get podcast back now for segment two at the Lockdown Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at RussellMania621. Find me at D Harrison82. Find the show at WFT Pod and Chris, we're gonna start off this segment. Uh you sent me some audio. ESPN's John Kime joined Kevin Sheehan on the team 980, talking about the possibility of the Washington football team having signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, having re-signed Taylor Heineke, bringing back Kyle Allen. Possibly not being done addressing the quarterback position, which would make Colin and Joy very happy, possibly. So let's listen into that audio right now.
0: You mentioned something. You believe, and I guess have learned, that they're, they may not be done at quarterback in this offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That it was from the jump. From the time they signed Fitzpatrick,
1: um, that's been the case. And so um,
0: how will that so manifest still- itself?
1: Uh, that's in the draft. I mean, that's a definite possibility. And it could We're be in the anywhere. Draft. It, it could be a first round, but I'm, if I had to bet, I'd say day two, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't rule out anything. And um, depending on who, you know, then it depends, like in the first round, I think you, you look and say like, well, it could be that all these guys go in the top 10. And if that's the case, then, well, no, if somebody falls that they like and it's in within striking distance, maybe they move up i don't i don't know for sure but i do know that they have a desire to add somebody that they can develop long term
0: all right that's john kime of espn with my colleague at the team 980 uh kevin sheehan who has always done a great job covering the washington football team uh, so, David, I, I would ask you, does anything that Kime said there surprise you, that they are still looking for a quarterback? Uh, but also, as John noted, look, it could be a quarterback. And, and he said specifically, I assume he meant means this um, you know, like, like as if he knows that it would be through the draft, meaning not a trade for Sam Darnold, as we discussed last segment. And also that it could be anywhere from the first round. If the, if the right guy falls to them, i.e. a Trey Lance out of North Dakota state, if somehow he's there at 19, or it could be, you know, some of the other quarterbacks that we've discussed over the last couple of months
2: no it it doesn't surprise me at all and actually it makes me really happy to hear him say that because uh, when we were approached with that question ourselves on this show we actually talked about it and we gave kind of our preferences I actually I said I prefer them to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and then draft a guy on day two or day three to develop behind all these other quarterbacks and see how it goes and so right now they're all making me look really intelligent and that makes me really happy anytime you're right I think that that makes everybody really happy but like you said Outside of Trey Lance or Justin Fields slipping to 19, I mean, maybe slipping to 15, and then they they move up, you know what I mean, to get him there. I don't really see a quarterback that fits Ryan or, uh, Ron Rivera's history. Uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson just don't seem to have the athletics enough. Davis Mills, again, is an option. Uh, on day two, Kellen Mond should be there. Kyle Trask, Ian Book, all those guys. Ian Book, to me, is, is a non-start. Jamie Newman, you know, I've already been on record saying what I like about him. Um, so it's not really surprising. I think again, it, kind of going back to the the segment one comments by other people outside the organization, it makes sense to be to, to that for that to be the way that you want to approach this this year. I mean, if if the if the football gods are really smiling down this franchise, they're going to draft their next franchise quarterback on day two or day three, and they're going to look like absolute geniuses. If they're not, you're going to have a young quarterback develop him perhaps turn him into a backup. Taylor Heineke perhaps turns into a backup and you draft your franchise quarterback in 2022 or maybe 2023, whenever the, the opportunity strikes best.
0: All right. That's David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We move along. On Wednesday, we found out, David, that NFL owners have now ratified a $450 million debt waiver for Daniel Snyder, to complete the purchase of the remaining ownership shares of Dwight Sharp, Red Smith, Bob Rothman, which we talked about uh, last week. As we know, 40.5%, it would give the Snyder uh, family uh, 100% ownership, and it appears that by every account that the NFL is going to allow him to do this. Again, they've they've made a special waiver for him. Uh, They've approved the financial structure. uh, Still remaining, uh, waiting for official, official word, but everything seems to indicate that this is going to happen uh do you feel any differently this week than you did last week about daniel snyder being completely in charge
2: uh i don't feel differently about the prospect of dan snyder being completely in charge but i do feel different about the news that the nfl is clearing the road essentially for dan snyder to buy out his minority owners and we go back to when the news first broke and then it was pending approval which is what we're talking about now and and I kind of look at it a little bit differently. And you mentioned that the NFL is talking about this, that this, this, piece of business right here. Them clearing the way for him to buy out his minority owners is not married directly to the Beth Wilkinson investigation. I think that's really important because right now I think the way the NFL from a from a big business standpoint is probably looking at this is they've got several issues with the Washington football team going on right now. Some of it's related to branding, logo, you know, uniform, you know, merchandise sales and all that stuff, all those tying together. Then you have the Beth Wilkinson investigation. Then you have the the tear and the strain in the relationship between an ownership group of the Washington football team. This right here, basically, the NFL is trying to address one of many layers of issues with this franchise and involving the ownership. And I think at the bot, at the end of the day, the minority owners essentially wanted to be free of this franchise, be free of their ties with the NFL, uh, at least in this light. And this allows them to do it and allows the NFL to go in a position now where if Dan Snyder, if everything that comes back with the Beth Wilkinson investigation, if some of the reported recommendations are what they are what they actually become, and Dan Snyder is forced to sell the team, then they're in the NFL from a, from a whole standpoint from a holistic standpoint is looking at a situation where they can now sell this team as a whole. You know what I mean? So they're not trying to sell pieces of it here, pieces of there, pieces of there. No, now they have it consolidated, they can sell it off as a whole thing. If Dan Snyder gets to survive NFL ownership, whether it's a suspension, a fine, whatever it is, and gets to come back, Now you already, before all this stuff happens, you're going to have to deal with that PR firestorm, but now you don't have minority owners and a majority owner at odds with each other. You can move forward with kind of a unified front and say, listen, here's how we're going to handle this moving forward. Or even if Dan doesn't get forced to sell, he could possibly sell to, I don't know, Jeff Bezos maybe, and now he has 100% of the team that he could sell all at once.
0: That's more than fair and valid points. And and you're right, probably I haven't even uh, really thought about it enough in that regard. Just one extra note uh, to this after the uh, approval by NFL ownership, the lawyers um, for some of the women that have come forward to The Washington Post and, and, and other outlets uh issued a letter and a statement to Roger Goodell saying, quote, we are shocked that you have not only ignored the recommendation, but have instead facilitated an arrangement that leaves Mr. Snyder in a stronger ownership position from before they've been pushing, of course, to get the report released. By Roger Goodell uh, and the NFL, they also said today's actions by the NFL and its owners give everyone great concern that your past statements characterizing the conduct of the organization as abhorrent were just hollow and meaningless words to appease those who have bravely stepped forward and spoken up. All right, so that is from the lawyers of some of the women uh, who have come forward. Coming up next, we will discuss the new 17-game schedule, strength of schedule. Uh, I know uh, both David and I have some thoughts on that.
2: And we will do so thanks in part to sponsors like BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action because NFL games might be over, but the NBA is still going on. College basketball is coming to a finish. Hockey is in full swing, and Major League Baseball is coming. You also have awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds can be found at betonline.ag with props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free. When you sign up and make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus onto that first deposit. So, again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sycamore and Benjamin Solak as they give you the latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David. It's been a couple of days since we've been able to get together, and we found out earlier this week what we all knew was coming, and that was a 17-game schedule, and that indeed will take place. And the Washington football team not only takes on the traditional first-place schedule that a normal divisional winner obviously would take on, which includes games at Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers, home games against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, also the team that David covers. You can hear him on the Locked on uh, Bucks podcast and as well at BucksNation.com, uh, part of SB Nation. Um, but also on top of that, now they get the extra bonus of going to Buffalo. And yet in some of the metrics and some of the, um, I guess, ways that we you know, kind of uh, grade schedules, Washington only is what tied for 17th I believe uh, is the number if I if I saw that correctly Um, how do you kind of I look at this as a brutal schedule and the 17th game was a bad idea to begin with and it's really bad for Washington but how do you kind of you know take this all in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand all the concerns about especially you know, when it comes to player health, and there have been you know, ideas floated out there of giving them a second bye week, and I don't think that they're really, at least for this season, I don't think that's something that's going to be entertained. They've already kind of set the start date, the end date, the Super Bowl date for next year is already put in place, so the schedule is kind of what it's going to be. Whether it facilitates a second bye week or not is, is you know something that's probably going to have to be tabled for a later discussion, and once they get through the first year of doing this, then they can have a better opinion and a better option. And it's interesting because we we have uh, head coach Ron Rivera coming up uh, today as people are listening to this episode, so we'll have some commentary from him, and I'm sure that he's going to be asked about the 17-game schedule. Uh, Bruce Arians was asked about it as well during his media session earlier this week, and he had mentioned that last year when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their bye in week 13 that he really wasn't very happy about it. By the time they got to week 13, uh, Jake Arians, the son of of head coach Bruce Arians, said on our show – That those players are maybe, maybe at 60 or 70% by the time you get to week 13. And that's where you're going into your buy. So you're coming out of it maybe at 75, 80% at best. Whereas, you know, if you have kind of a middle of the road bye week, you have a little bit better chance of staying healthy. Bruce Arian's saying now with that 17th game, it's only one game, but it's a big, it's a big deal. It's another hour of football these guys are gonna be playing that he would actually hope that maybe they get their open week between week 10 and week 13, somewhere in that range. So that's how big of a difference adding just one game is. And then when you look at the schedule, Washington football team before the 17th game was added, had the 11th easiest uh, schedule, according to, you know, uh, last year's win percentages, which are of course always subject to change because of free agency in the NFL draft and all that. But 11th easiest based off of last year's records and now tied seventh, tied for 17th in the NFL. So dropping six spots, getting six spots harder uh, in their schedule according to these calculations because of the fact that they added the Buffalo Bills, but they aren't the only ones. The Kansas City Chiefs adding the Green Bay Packers to their schedule, so they actually fell eight more spots. Their schedule got eight games uh, harder, essentially, is is what it is, while the New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, and Jacksonville Jaguars all got seven spots easier because they added the Philadelphia Eagles, Cincinnati Bengals, and, Atlanta, and the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, um, you know, as you went through all that, I I, I put a high priority uh, and probably too much um, on on fairness of schedule. And in the past, it's always been the structure of the timing of games, meaning Washington many times is asked to play three road games in a row, i.e. last year at Dallas, at Pittsburgh and at San Francisco, which turned out to be in Glendale, Arizona. That's something the league says they you know and has said for years that they try and avoid and then also they uh have routinely over the last 10 years or so played on a monday night on the road and then a sunday afternoon on the road another element that the nfl says it tries to avoid yet somehow washington always gets stuck with these quick turnarounds now we don't have days or we don't have times and locate and 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 the schedule yet we'll have to wait for that to come out presumably in mid-april uh so not too far from now but either way this year uh again i i think uh, yes they get the bucks and yes they get the chiefs at home which helps but (laughs) you know it, it, it it is a tall ask for a seven and nine team yes they won the division and yes they got the home playoff game and yes they are improved to kind of go through this gauntlet of what's awaiting them now maybe teams will turn out to be different we don't know But it was something that really irked me uh, this week when the reality of the 17th game uh, came in. Not to mention, I I truly believe uh, that it is not – more football is not good football. Uh, and, and you kind of alluded to the injuries. It's also just the the attrition on the rosters, right? Which is caused by injuries. Uh, and you're, you know, some teams are 24, 25, 26 on IR by the time you get to the last two weeks of the season. That doesn't equal good football.
2: Yeah, plus, I mean, when you look at it, you know, and, and again, well, we have to see what the actual product is going to be. So, you know, in, in the COVID NFL season without preseason games, I know, you know some games in the beginning of the year were a little rough, and you kind of tell that those teams hadn't gone through a preseason, but some of them were really good. And I think at the end of the day, everybody thought that the COVID NFL season was actually a pretty good success. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, I'm with you. My expectations really aren't that high, and I try not to be a pessimist, but it just kind of is what it is. And I think what we're going to see is you know the cream rises to the top. It's going to rise to the, fa- to the top probably a little bit faster uh, while the bad teams are going to fall to the bottom a little bit faster. And then your middle ground is going to kind of stay collected. That's where you're going to have your you know, must-see games. Uh, as we get into like the later parts of December into week 16, 17, and I guess eighteen now, um, but I think that you you really what the NFL has done is opened up the opportunity and potential now for for teams. I don't know if you're if you're the Green Bay Packers and you've already clinched your division, you've clinched a, a playoff spot because remember now there's only one bye week. So if you've clinched your division but you're out of competition for that bye week and it's week sixteen, you have no reason not to rest your starters for two weeks. Now you've got two weeks worth of games where potentially Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the bench, and I mean. Uh, you know, no no uh, no, no disrespect to Jordan Love, but I mean if' I'm, if I've got the option of watching Jordan Love play for the Green Bay Packers or watch, I don't know, uh, even you know Matt Stafford play for the Rams over here, I'm, I'm watching Matt Stafford, you know what I mean? And so that's there's, some, there's there's some potential there. There's also the potential you open up of you know teams doing really poorly. I don't want to call it tanking because it's the NFL, and the players on the field are never going to tank, but organizations kind of doing things to quote unquote tank. I mean, there more games, like you said, could could be a good thing but it could also open door uh, to be a bad thing. And then looking at the Washington schedule, I could see the NFL doing something where they host the chiefs and bucks and back-to-back weeks and then go to Buffalo and then come home for, you know, I don't know, a divisional game. And when they say something, in the NFL, the league says, what man, you got three out of those four games are at home. What's the problem. Right.
0: Right. right. So right. yeah,
2: we'll, we'll see how they execute it, but I, I have some reservations. I have plenty of them no doubt about it Um, by the way there was one owner one
0: owner the McCaskey family in Chicago that voted against the 17 game schedule all right that is going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast don't forget to uh, please download and share and recommend and review and spread the word and spread the love we are always here for you trying to do our very best to take uh, good care of you also we will hear one more episode episode uh this week and we'll react to what ron rivera has to say as he meets with the media uh to round out our week for david harrison i'm chris rose this is the locked on washington football team podcast